Yow! I'm Mike. I'm Steve. And we're the most average people of all time looking to level up to the people who inspire us. The purpose of this podcast is to expose our insecurities, document getting over them, and give you a game plan to do the same. Welcome to Growth Spurt. What's going on, Spurt Nation? Welcome to episode number five. Uh, the fifth challenge of the year was Trapeze School. Uh, we're going to do our best to explain Trapeze School because I know for us, we didn't really necessarily know what it was going into it. Uh, yeah. Kind of what were some of your expectations when I uh, approached you with the with the challenge idea? Yeah, so you came out with this, uh, t- yo, dude, we should try this two-hour Trapeze School in Brooklyn. I'm like, what, are we joining the circus? <laughs> and that seems to be the common reaction from everyone we told, whether it was people seeing the videos or whatever else. It's like, oh, did you guys join Barnum and Bailey's? <laughs> They're like, yeah. We're on it, but we didn't really know what to expect going in. Um, like we've talked about, I I don't know how someone goes from like a two hour like those girls who are in there are taking this trapeze class every week. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you training for? Yeah, they were like two twenty twenty year old girls, looked athletic. They're not going to the circus based on what we saw on Sunday. Right. But what are they training for going there every week, you know? Yeah. And I think a a big, like, when it comes to expectations, I think the major reason why we didn't really know what to expect is, for one, we didn't know a single person that's ever done trapeze. Yeah. We don't really see any videos of it. It's almost like this kind of underground, like, unknown thing. Yeah. And when I was looking up the challenge, just to give some background, I was was looking up, like, a blog on success.com, and it had, like, 50 activities to do. And one of the activities was trapeze school. And I did some digging further. I think maybe went on Groupon or a couple other websites, watched some videos. And a lot of the comments I was seeing was like, oh, this was just on my bucket list. This was like a great one-time experience. It's not a lot of people like, oh, trapeze is the best. I can't wait to build a community around this. Like Going pro. And that's definitely something I noticed as well is where does this translate to? What's the next step? I know in the in the school they had a chart and it was like a bunch of circles with different colors and smack in the middle was a red bullseye and yeah. that was like level beginner. Yeah, and that's it, where we it were was at. a chart of uh, all the tricks, all the tricks that you could do up in the air on the trapeze right. bar. And my question is like, are you doing those tricks just to get better specifically at trapeze and that's kind of it? Like it's like tennis, you know, you're getting better at tennis just to get better at tennis yeah. or does it lead to something else? I'm not sure. And would you agree with that? Like I have hundred percent and you know, it's not like you're doing this in the backyard. It's not like, Oh yeah, I decided to hook a trapeze bar to this tallest tree in my backyard and yeah. just swing back and forth. Right. Like you have to go to this place. The class was, reasonably expensive $70 a person per class right I mean that's an expensive two-hour experience right um but like you said like even the the three people working there like what do they do besides this trapeze school like what was their training growing up there was an eight-year-old girl in the class she was dressed in a gymnastics outfit she was part of our eight she was a stud but what is she learning this for going forward that's yeah. kind of one of the major major takeaways that I heard from this class that I thought was an interesting skill to acquire. They were talking about like aerial awareness with your body. So maybe in gymna- in gymnastics, if you're doing a certain stunt that you're in the air and have to do flips and have to understand how to 
be athletic in in the air. That would be the only thing that I could really think where that skill translates to other things. Yeah. Um, but to kind of give you perspective on why we even chose this challenge is we do have a bit of a a fear around heights. A fear, a fear of falling, and we knew that this class was uh, going to require us to be 40, 50 feet high and have to be swinging from a bar through midair. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, the main reason for going was to attack those fear of heights. We kind of have this one or two year goal, depending on how long it's going to take, of eventually bungee jumping. Like sitting here right now, if you offered me $100,000 to jump off someplace with a rope attached to my feet, I would not do it. Like zero chance. And this maybe move the needle one, two, three percent closer to that two year goal. But it's a nice stepping stone, a nice easy one to make us uncomfortable, which is the point of this entire year, and attack some of these ancillary fears. Yeah. So if we haven't said this already, the, the school was in Brooklyn, uh so we drove from Queens to Brooklyn and we just parked our car and we were kind of looking for the building. We knew where it was on the GPS and all that, but it kind of blended in. And the reason was like there was a lot of shipping uh, facilities in the area. And this one almost fit right in and it blended in. It was like a warehouse type of thing. And there was nothing to it. It was about as plain of a white building as you can imagine. We walk around the building a few times to figure out where the entrance was. And as soon as you get in, it's about as bare bones of a building you can imagine. Yeah, it's it's literally a building, an empty space. There's mats on the floor. There's a small trampoline on the side. Then there's, you know, your trapeze court yeah. arena, whatever you want to call it. There's a ladder that goes up about how how high would you say? I thought it was like 40 or 50 feet at yeah, least. Yeah, we'll call it 50 feet. Call it 60 feet just to yeah. you know, give us the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Goes up to a platform up top, just this rope area. The bathrooms are outside. It's rented porter potties. Like yep. this is, like you said, the most bare bones place that you could possibly run a business from. Yeah. Yeah, so we get in there, uh, immediately go to the front desk, uh, required to sign a waiver, which is always a, a fun experience, yeah. having to sign your life away. Um, I think you asked, is, didn't you ask, does anybody get hurt or something? Or, yeah, I don't even know. Like at this point in the in the journey, I'm blacked out because <laughs> I see this rope and I see this platform and this ladder. I just blacked out. I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know where I am. Yeah, so we get in after signing the waivers. We we take off our shoes and we kind of get prepared. No shoes allowed in this bare bones place. No shoes allowed. Um, and we kind of all get together over by this small the small trapeze bar and that's kind of like ground level above like a mat so we're thinking okay we're gonna spend you know half the class on this thing we're yeah. learning some skills on the ground before we kind of get into the trapeze court yeah we and, got we got eight of us in our group that the eight i mean that was about as much diversity as, as you could have in eight people at trapeze school as i would probably ever imagine yeah there's an eight-year-old girl she's a stud there's a brother and sister maybe about like 17 years old or so mm -hmm. there's some dude who seems like he goes country to country city to city <laughs> ripping trapeze bars apart he was aggressive on the bar too and he knew everything he he was he was a good guide but a little aggressive yeah um three girls maybe in their 20s us two idiots <laughs> and three instructors yeah, so you had, a, you had a good variety. So Jim, one of the main instructors, brings us over. 
And when I tell you that the pre-training for this was as minimum as possible, he literally had a piece of orange tape. And he's like, all right, put your toes over the orange tape. All right, this is what you're going to do on the platform. You guys got it? Okay, perfect. We're going to say ready, bend your knees. Let's all practice. Ready? We all bend our knees. And then he goes, then I'm going to go, ha! And you got to jump. But it's like a little bunny hop off of this red line of piece of red tape on the floor. So you literally like, you're don't step on the crack. That's what you're doing to get ready to jump off a trapeze, right. whatever, platform or whatever the technical term is. Yeah, so we're like, okay, we're just kind of building up to it. And then we're going to get on this uh, small trapeze bar, no problem. And then he's like, does two, three more minutes of like explaining things. And then he's like, all right, we're ready. Yeah. And we're going to start climbing the ladder. I'm like, what What just happened? Yeah. What do we, like, I, that's like when I think for the both of us, definitely some anxiety set in. I think driving to Brooklyn, walking to the building, again, we had zero expectations because we don't know what the hell this place is. Yeah. So it's like hard to get nervous when you don't know what you're doing. Like yeah. kind of have some unease. Yeah. But I would say that point, that was when it really started to, set it for me it was a little bit of a roller coaster i got in there i'm sit you know we got there a little bit early we signed our waivers anytime you have to sign a waiver always puts a little unease in your head that's mom um (laughs) so you sign that waiver you hear mom in your head like oh you're about to break your neck all right uh you get to um so we sit there we're staring at this thing we're seeing people practice i'm like dude i don't know if i have this then he brings us over to that small little bar and he's like talking to us. I'm like, all right, we're going to spend the next 15, 20, 30 minutes here. So I like that ease dropped. And then he's like, all right, we're going back up. I'm like, oh man, I'm not ready for this. They strap that belt on you. You strap this belt around like your waist. It's, it's tight. And you're like, this thing's going to make me survive through the rest of this class. You were joking like, uh, are you supposed to breathe in this? <laughs> or, I mean, it was about as tight as it, like, it can come. Like, yeah. It was super tight. Um, yeah, and then he's like, okay, um, so next up we're get, we got a whiteboard here. We got about eight people. So I just want you to write your names in order and whoever goes first goes first. And I know I looked at you and I'm like, yep, Mike's putting 10. <laughs> <laughs> first person goes up, grabs 10. I'm like, damn it, that was my spot. <laughs> and then this little seven-year-old goes and we got maybe three or four spots left. Uh, maybe like four, five, six, and seven, just as an example. And she goes over there and starts like flirting with number seven. And my, I can just see Mike like, ah, please go four here, please go. <laughs> four, four was the first number that would have to go from the first timer. So the first three were people who would go there regularly. Number four was the first one who would have to go. It was between me and this seven-year-old girl. <laughs> the numbers left were four and seven. I, I did the nice thing. I handed her the marker. Yeah. Handed her the marker. She smiles. She goes up to write her name. She's about to sign on seven. I'm like, grab four, grab four, <laughs> grab four. And she looks at me and goes over to four and writes down her name. I was like, oh, you're my girl. So she's the first, first timer going. She saved me. Yeah. Yeah. The kind of like, uh, I like just kind of backtracking on recent podcasts to kind of relate to them. Uh, in improv comedy, that was something you definitely wanted to do. There yeah. was definitely a few games in improv comedy where you're like, I just want to I want to visualize what people are doing. I want to get some information from others. Yeah, gain some skills. And this was definitely an opportunity to do that if you got number seven. But yeah. if you got number four, you're, you're the first one to go. You were thrown in the fire. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think I put like number, uh, I think I was five. Uh, but even in, even in that scenario, like there's a lot of cases where I just want to jump in and get right into it. Even yeah. in that one, I'm like, I would like to have one or two here yeah. so I can kind of see what I'm doing. Yeah, we still had no idea what we were doing. We have a belt on. The guy just told us like bunny hop off the le- off our piece of red tape and we're like, I don't know where this is going. Right. And then you see people up on the bar and they're swinging, they're tucking their knees under the bar, they're hanging off by their knees, their hands are there, there's ladies jumping off the bar, like Titanic swan diving off the bar. I was like, I don't even know the order of these operations. Like, (laughs) I I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, so to say that they progress fast in this type of class is an understatement. So our first attempt, the goal is you swing all the way out. Tuck your knees under under the bar and wrap your knees around the bar on your way back. Yeah. So you're back to your starting point almost. Once you get back to your starting point and you start swinging back the other way, you're supposed to release your hands and use your knee armpits to hold you. And you're supposed to arch your back as far back as you can. And look the opposite direction. Right. And then you're on your way back to the starting point again. You're supposed to put your hands back on. Take your feet off. Yeah, release your feet and then uh, swing back and then he tells you based on his cues to kind of just land. Yeah. But this is first attempt. Yeah. Like, can I just swing on the bar and yeah. then like fall and then we'll see how that plays? Lady, I'm afraid of climbing this ladder. Now you got now I got to get on the bar and do flips? It was unbelievable progression how quick. They really threw you in. Uh, but in hindsight, thinking back on this is a two-hour class. Uh, we got eight or ten people there. Think about it. you got nine people before you go again. If you're starting that slow, like you're not going to get the value you need out of that two hours. Yeah, and it kind of seemed like after you got off the bar that first time, it was like, all right, we expected you to suck. We just wanted to get you on the bar and you try some things and see what happens. Right. You know? Yeah, so one of the main things, uh, Patrick was one of the guys, uh, I guess, quote unquote, spotting us or assisting us with the rope. And he was like, listen, all I just need you to listen to my cues. When I say do something, do it. And I'm thinking back on the first run, I'm like, Patrick wasn't even there for me. Yeah. Your voice did not exist. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to die here. Dude, I'm blacked out hanging from my knees. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the first run was definitely, uh, it was definitely not good. Yeah. But for me, it almost like cleared all fear like almost immediately after the first run i don't know if it was as much the case for you i don't know if you kind of want to explain how you were feeling pre and post first run kind of dive into that a little bit yeah i mean we could go pre and post first run or we can go pre and post the entire event because it never got more comfortable for me (laughs) like i was sitting there like (laughs) after run like four i was like yeah get me out of here like I'm going to fake an injury like I I pulled like the knee armpit or whatever you want to say cuz I was like get me out of here this is brutal. You got <laughs> you, I'm climbing up the ladder and the ladder's shaking back and forth. I don't like ladders to begin with. Never mind like whatever we're doing. So this ladder's shaking back and forth. I'm clipped into like two little clips that aren't going to catch me. This ladder's shaking back and forth. I'm climbing the ladder going to a place I don't want to go. Takes like forty five seconds to get up to up on top of this ladder. It's like forty five seconds of like I don't even want to be up there. So why am I doing all this effort? Yeah, yeah. I get to the top of the platform. They're like hold on to this like fence that they made 
I don't even know how the thing was like floating there, but it's like float. It's like a floating piece of metal. You put both hands on. They switch out your clips from the ladder. They clip you into the new clips that you're gonna fly with trapeze with. Yeah. There's a lady up top, one of the instructors. She goes, "Okay, put your feet on the edge of the platform. Toes hanging off. Toes are hanging off. Release one hand and grab this ten pound trapeze bar. The other hand's on that metal thing that would greeted you at the top of the ladder." You're holding these two things and she just grabs the back of your belt and she's supposed to hold you on top of this platform. It's like, lady, I, I weigh more than you. Like, how are you holding me up here? You coming with me? Or? Yeah. <laughs> are we doing a double? Are we doing a tandem trapeze here? Or what are we doing? Then you release your hand from that, you know, the thing that you thought was going to save your life and you put it on the bar tail. And the proper trapeze form is to get those shoulders back, get those hips forward and hope that whatever her name Sheila's gonna hold on to you on top of this thing because you you're looking down. I'm afraid of heights, so I'm like, this doesn't look good. Yeah. I'm gonna scrape my back on this metal thing that I'm standing on behind me. Yeah. I'm gonna tumble. I'm gonna snap my neck. I'm dead. <laughs> so I'm sitting up there, super uncomfortable, and I think I blacked out at that moment. <laughs> so listening to instructions is like the last of my concerns. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, first Ron Patrick, like we said, you you're supposed to put your knees on the bar, release your hands, and like kind of hang upside down. Uh, your first run, I would say, uh, you probably got a forearm cramp from death grip in the bar. <laughs> the first thing they told us is, Hey, this isn't about strength. I was like, fuck, this isn't my activity. Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's it, all about finesse. You got to finesse this. <laughs> if you try to engage your muscles, you're going to be super sore the next day. We're like, yeah, okay. I'm thinking to myself, like, what the hell do I know about finesse? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm thinking like, and it makes sense because the the main guy, the instructor, Jim, who showed us how to do the trapeze, I mean, he's got to be top three skinniest guys I've ever seen. (laughs) And that's coming from a skinny guy. But I mean, this guy is, he looked like an angel up there. Yeah. So, I mean, there really was no strength involved. That's definitely true. If you know how to hold yourself up for like 10 seconds, like if you can go on a pull-up bar and hold yourself up for 10 seconds, you can do trapeze. Yeah, it's more about like fluidity and like rhythm in the air and finding, you know, legs up at it's the momentum, top. momentum, yeah. yeah, huge Yeah, arm. but use that momentum, bend your legs at the right time, uh, let the bar do the work for you kind of deal. 100%. And I think like my forearms were blown out, like it, there was no momentum because I was like fighting it. Yeah. And even there's multiple times where you got to cue, like, straighten out your arms, but you're kind of, like, again, you're kind of muscling it to, like, hold yourself up. Yeah. But you're supposed to lock out your arms so you're not doing anything with your muscles. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, your first run, you you do that, and then it's like, okay, oh, maybe I'll get another run to do this. It's like the next run, they're like, all right, we're going to do a backflip <laughs> off the bar yeah. this time. Yeah. What the heck is happening right now? Yeah. I was like, but again, like, yeah, that's the fastest progression I've, I kind of liked it though, like, because there's no way I was doing these things on my own. So it really puts you, and again, I don't know if we talked about this in the beginning or the start of this podcast, but the whole purpose of this trapeze was not that we're trying to go to Circus Olay. We're, (laughs) we're trying to get over a fear of falling, a fear of heights, being uncomfortable in general in front of people having to perform quote unquote under pressure. Yeah. These checked a lot of those boxes. Um I don't know where I was going with that, but that was the main reason why we did it. And I think it really did a good job of getting you out of your comfort zone quick. Yeah, I think you were going there saying like doing the flips right away and all that. Like 
it really challenged you every run. You did seven, eight runs on this trapeze bar. You were challenged every run. Everything was something different. It wasn't that like, oh, we're going to spend the rest of this class just bending our knees and then, you know, hanging by here and dropping off. Like, it's like, bam, backflip, bam. Now it's like, oh, we're going to, the instructor's going to catch you. You know, like it was all this progression that always made you uncomfortable. You never got to the top of the thing. You're like, yeah, I got it. It was always like, uh oh. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I was going with it was I wasn't necessarily trying to get skills out of this. Like I wasn't trying to perfect the form necessarily because I don't know how much I'm going to ever go back. Like maybe I go to that one location in Manhattan that looks over Statue of Liberty. Like that would be a cool experience. But as far as like gaining the skill of trapeze, that's not what I'm interested in. So for me, every run continuing to progress and continue to get out of my comfort zone that was like the purpose of me going so that's why i was happy with the progression yeah so you kind of briefly walked over it but like we we did that first run where the main challenge is getting the legs over the bar and then on top of that is releasing your hands and trusting your legs are going to hold you yeah. that's like step one yeah. then the next progression was that same exact flow but at the end you have to do a, a backflip yeah to uh to the net yeah and then progression three was you're doing the entire thing you're doing a backflip into catch right no you didn't backflip into catch there's oh, no just, backflip okay you just yeah. so you swing off the bar oh, yeah, yeah. you reach your peak on the far end you tuck your legs over the bar now you're coming back you reach your peak on the original end you drop your hands off backwards yeah you look there's another dude on another bar swinging and he goes, Hit! and yeah. you jump off, and he's supposed to catch you by your hands. Correct. Yeah. So you're literally flying through the air and hoping that the skinniest guy in the world is going to catch you. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So kind of. Uh, you I think sure that would about be, this? I think that would be a good thing. Uh, I think it was obvious to say that even releasing your hands off the bar was something you were genuinely uncomfortable with. So describe that last go where you have to. Do that, and then on top of that, have to release your legs and basically be in midair for a split second before you make contact with his wrists or yeah. hands. Yeah, so my, my entire problem, the well, the whole class was a problem. We'll start there. But I'd go off, I'd get my knees up every time, I'd hang by my knees, and then I'd reach the other peak, and he'd be like, all right, hands off. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So they started calling me the double. Like, there's singles and doubles. The singles would get back to that initial starting part, hands off right away. Me, I had to take a swing on my knees and a little extra swing because I was the double. So then I released it the second time, gave me a little more time. You know, those hands weren't coming off. They were a little stuck. So every run I did, it was like hands off. And if I go back and watch the videos, my hands come off like six seconds later. And it's like, all right, they're off now. It was brutal. But the timing to get caught by the dude, every time the timing has to be perfect because you guys are on two different swings, swinging in sequence, right? So that he can catch you. Well, the first we got two chances to be caught. The first chance, I got my hands off. Did I release or no? Oh uh, no. The first one? I don't think you ever attempted it. I think the first one I did. And you just didn't connect with him. I don't know, but let's just talk about the second one. Yeah. The second one, this is my last run of the day. I'm the last one to go. In the back of my head, it's like, it's always the last one. It's always that one extra time that gets hurt. That was in my head, walking up those damn ladder. 
So I'm like, it's always the last guy. I'm the last guy. It's always the last guy. So I have fear. So I go down. I get my knees up. I come back. He's like, hands off. I'm like, nope. We we get one more run at it. He's like, hands off. I'm like, nope, I'm done. Yeah. Get me off this thing. So rather than even attempt it, I just hung from the bar. I was like, fuck this. I'm out of here. <laughs> like, it's over. We completed the challenge. I don't need to be caught. That's a great trick for someone else. I'm not getting caught. Yeah. Yeah, the instructor was like, oh, Mike, man, come on, what happened? This is, you're supposed to go for it. And you were just like, yeah, you're locked on that bar. There's no way you're releasing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny that you mentioned like the double and uh, you explained what double means is you have to go twice before you do attempt the trick. And uh, one of the instructors said on the platform uh, that a lot of, especially like a lot of the ladies, they hear themselves, oh, here comes a double. They're like, <laughs> What does that mean? Am I fat? <laughs> so everyone gets super insecure about hearing the double. Apparently, like, I guess the double is just, like, a bad word there. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're I was still... probably more like a triple or, like, a quadruple, <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do. Um, uh, yeah, so the – I don't know if we touched on this, but the whole the whole fear of heights and and the stories around it, I think we both had similar parenting that was very cautious, especially like on something as simple as the jungle gym on the monkey bars. There's a lot of bad stories how, oh, if you make one misstep here, you're going to break your wrist kind of deal. And I don't have specific examples in my childhood like that I can remember a time where my parents were like, oh, don't do this. Uh, But for whatever reason, subconsciously, I've always had those stories that I was afraid of heights. And what I kind of realized after trapeze is a lot of it I'm realizing is not my stories. There's a lot of stories that are just kind of implanted in my brain. And trapeze, after the first run, I know you were kind of nervous all the way through. And I think that could be because of those stories were implanted a little more or ingrained a little more aggressively than me. But after that first run, trapeze turned into like an adrenaline rush for me. And it was like I was genuinely enjoying it. Like I could have gone another 10 turns to try to get better I was like really enjoying it and something that I came to realize is you know how many stories are not yours especially some for this like I don't even know if I'm afraid of heights because that well that's a specific example where I should be and after one go I'm not yeah so am I really afraid of bungee jumping or skydiving maybe but I can't know that until I until I try it on my own yeah so I thought a good takeaway from this was like I gotta start testing those stories that I think are mine yeah for me it's uh I'm, I'm pretty certain after Sunday that I am afraid of heights yeah <laughs> but um but I think you would agree it may not be your story no 100% I didn't tell a trampoline story there I, I don't know if you yeah I don't know if you said that say it again yeah so uh when I was younger me and my sister always wanted a trampoline and my mom would tell us like Every time we asked for it, they're like, oh, nine out of ten kids are going to snap their neck on a trampoline. Yeah. So we were always afraid. We always thought that, like, the trampoline, like, is where kids went to die. (laughs) So, like, you'd be over a friend's house. They're doing, like, the double jumps. They're doing, like, flips. And I'm, like, sitting on the side, like, bouncing on my butt because I'm, like, got to protect the neck. Got to protect the neck. Like, super sketched out by my mom with trampolines. And this isn't exactly a trampoline, but it's a lot of, like, the same effects. So like I'm climbing up and I'm like, oh, I'm going to land on my neck. My neck's going to snap. That's it. Like I'm dead to do a two-hour trapeze class on a Sunday. Like how stupid was that? Yeah. And for me, the takeaway was that there's a lot of unhealthy fear in the system for me. 
So like I'm climbing up this ladder. I'm worried that this lady's going to hold me or not. I mean, she does this for her job every day. That's probably not a concern that needed to be happened. Right. I'm looking down at the guy holding the rope that's going to support you. And he's like dancing and like all this. I'm like, he's not focused enough. Like I need more focus from you if I'm going to be <laughs> gone right now because you're not focusing enough. So like I'm worried about that. I'm worried about this. I'm, you know, we have ropes holding us up. Like the chances of you actually falling and getting hurt were probably like less than 5%. But in my head the entire time, I couldn't even focus on the activity because I was worried about all these things that were never going to happen. And I feel like that's kind of a common theme for me. Like if you go back to the Tim Ferriss challenge, like I'm worried about getting shot in Penn Station. Yeah. Like the, the amount of fear that is in my system that is irrational is ridiculous. And if I can get rid of all that irrational feel, fear, I feel like fear is a healthy thing to have. But I'm not at a level of healthy fear right now. So it's just like taking away from the experience, taking away from performance, taking away from kind of doing the things I want to do. Yeah. And and I kind of just want to say this briefly because it's not necessarily a part of the challenge, but you know, you're trying to play golf professionally. And I think a big thing you you got a chance to work on in trapeze is you have to perform under pressure regardless of all these things happening externally. Yeah. So you have the the dancer or instructor dancing. Yeah. You have the Haley at the top of the platform holding you. These are all external factors taking you away from your performance. Yeah. So I look at it as in golf, you're playing in a tournament. You got a bunch of people maybe watching. You got other players that are potentially being distracting depending on their scores or how they're yeah. playing. There's a lot of external factors in golf that can affect your game. And I feel like... It's the same. It's the same thing you're working on trapeze. That's going to translate well to like the golf game. Hundred percent. Go ahead. There's also the aspect of like trying to control a situation and just being in the situation. Like trapeze, they talk about finesse. They talk about fluidity. They talk about like we talked about. You got to be like so loose and you know easy up there. I took that the totally opposite direction and tried to hold on for my life. And you're never going to be a good trapeze person holding on for your life up there. It's the same thing in golf. Like in golf, you're going to have to – it's not about control. Like for me, when fear comes in or I get scared or whatever else, I try to grab on tight. Where maybe the reaction – the reaction in trapeze that would have worked is to let go and be loose and focus just on being loose, letting go rather than that you know, gripping for your life kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. We uh we just recently posted a a picture on our Instagram account, uh, Growth Spurt Pod, uh, and the picture was "Be like water." Yeah. And the the caption was, "There's less resistance when you when you're fluid, essentially, and that's the whole purpose of trapeze to be fluid." But there is less resistance because, like you said, when you're trying to grab onto fear, all that is is tension. Yeah. And I think in a lot of cases, I brought up golf because that's you know a main part of your life. But in anything in life, I feel like tension, if it's not used properly, is ne- is never going to serve you. It, and it's also – there's an aspect of it too that like you're holding on but it's not helping you in any way. Like you think in your head that you're sitting here like, oh, I'm safer now because I'm holding on or whatever else. The safest thing to do would have been to listen to his instructions, do what he says. He's in sync with you. You're in sync with him. Everything's going smooth. Like you, you build it up in your head like – oh, I'm safer now because I'm holding on tight, but it's actually the opposite. So like your perspective of what actually is going on when you're fearful is very distorted. Yeah. And I I wouldn't say I necessarily like that was the main reason I wanted to do this challenge because I knew that we were going to have that type of takeaway. But 
I didn't do the challenge because I want to get better at trapeze. I knew this challenge was going to cause fear in me, and I want to learn how to perform regardless of that. Yeah. Like, regardless of what's happening externally, what, regardless of what's, like, the feelings I'm feeling on the inside, like, if there's a task in front of me, I want to be able to perform at a high level regardless of what's going on. And I felt like trapeze is a, a unique way to do that because there's nothing like it, really. Yeah. Like, that was an experience like none other. Yeah. We've done rock climbing before in the past. Yeah, sure. Like, whatever. That the, It's not the exact same thing as trapeze. Like, trapeze is its own thing. So I knew we would have that unique feeling of this is my first time ever doing anything like this. Am I able to perform after feeling all this anxiety and all yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, David Goggins says. If you don't know David Goggins, he's a Navy SEAL. He's the baddest man on the planet. Yeah. But he talks about self-help books and how like they'd have positive self-talk in the SEALs training. He's like, yeah, roger that. Eat an elephant one bite at a time. Yeah, roger that. He's like, you can't learn this shit unless you're actually going into it and seeing how you react when those fear come up, when the pain comes up, when all these things come up. So obviously a big takeaway for us for this year and going forward is going to be put yourself in that situation and how can you, next time you're fearful, scared, whatever, how can you say like, oh, yeah, I remember in trapeze that like I needed to let go a little bit. So let me apply that here and see if it works here. And then if it works there, maybe we try that again. It works again. It's like, oh, maybe that's the secret. I just got to let go a little bit when I get fearful and all the results that I'm looking for will follow. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot, a big problem with fear in certain areas of your life is you don't have a lot of reps. You don't have a lot of experience to fall back on. So you're not really sure how to act when that comes. Yeah. And it's hard to make split decisions when you're in the moment and you're feeling that fear. But when you're reading a self-help book and you're reading all these tactics, yeah, it's easy to think practically through that and be like, oh, yeah, this is super useful. I should yeah. try to use that. But once the fire's burning and you're in it, yeah. it's like you're not thinking about the stupid self-help book. Yeah, I'm hanging upside down on that bar. I'm not going, Michael, now relax and yeah. you'll be safe. It's yeah. like, get me the fuck off this thing. I'm tired. My, my knees are hurting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, just think, this is not your story. Yeah. This is someone else's, yeah. so let's be in the moment right now, okay, Mike? You're like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, I guess a, a takeaway is, like, from this podcast specifically, we're not talking about trapeze, so, like, in hopes that you're going to go take a trapeze course. Like, that's not the main point of it. The main point of it is do something that makes you uncomfortable, do something that instills fear in you, and you still have to perform with while while you're fearful yeah i think a big part of that is identifying what fear you have you know maybe you maybe you go skydiving every weekend i don't think trapeze would be that scary for you maybe you've bungee jumped 10 times like i don't think this trapeze course is going to help you much right but for us you know i was afraid of breaking my neck on a trampoline when i was younger i go to rock climbing and i don't like the feeling of like falling off the wall this is like a nice logical step to hopefully get towards that big goal of bungee jumping. But I think it's that there's awareness there that like, hey, we're kind of afraid of heights. So maybe we should do something to counteract that rather than just like blindly following the suggestion of someone to say like, oh, we did trapeze. You should do trapeze. Right. All that having awareness around like, what are you actually scared of? Yeah. And in a lot of cases, you may do some challenges that you, 
you think are that'll be very difficult and you find them easy or you'll think some challenges are this is probably going to be too easy it's not worth it and you realize wow i got a lot of value from it so i think there's just let try a bunch of things and see what happens and the way i look at it is for you bungee jumping based on our discussions based on what we've been talking about bungee jumping seems like one to like top three for you fear wise yeah yeah 100 yeah, percent. and i look at as if you get to a point where you're able to do bungee jumping and you're able to get over that it's like how many doors does that open yeah. up for you it's it's unbelievable so like i look at this year as just a staircase to like your top fears yeah and trapeze course yeah maybe it's only five percent or less than that for you but it's still moving the needle towards it 100 percent. it's a uh there's no negatives from it, you know? The neck's still here, the spine's still intact, like we're good to go. It was a good it was it was a positive experience, but a stressful one for me. I think you had more fun with it. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely stressful, but not nearly the same amount as you. Uh but it definitely it definitely helped move the needle towards other height fears. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a better position to attack those than I was prior to. Any uh, final thoughts, final words, final takeaways? I think as we continue to up the ante, it's like I continue to get more and more excited about each challenge. Where when you when we did our first challenge, there was just a lot of fear around. I'm just trying to get over the fear. It's like now I'm kind of excited to get to another thing that causes fear because like I know I'm growing each time. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also the aspect of it too where you can't – like you could redo this and there would still be some benefit. But it's almost like you have to find that next thing that's like 1% harder or 2%, 10%, whatever that percentage that you can handle in the moment. Like I look at it like the gym. Like you talk about progressive overload. You're not going to go to the gym and just be like, yeah, I'm going to squat 700 pounds today. That would be like bungee jumping. But you go in the gym and you're like, hey, I'm going to do some body weight squats. Maybe this trapeze was like a body weight squat. And then maybe next time we go, we're, we're going to add five pounds and we're going to do a five pound squat or we're going to squat the bar or wherever we're going to do. And we're kind of building that progression. So I think we've done a good job so far of choosing challenges that we can handle that don't overload us, but that do push us in the proper direction of growth and improvement and whatever else. Yeah. And that's the timeline I'm going to be super curious to see like over the course of the year is, you know, this October, we look back on the Tim Ferriss Starbucks challenge or the the trapeze course and be like, man, that's funny that that scared us. Yeah. Whatever the challenge is. Yeah. But I know that timeline is going to produce that result where it's like you look back six months or, or a year prior and it's it's going to almost be laughable at the things you're afraid of doing. Yeah. No, Definitely. So, kind of to wrap up, I think this, uh, again, it was a, a great step in the right direction. Uh, we're going to continue to update Andy as we go. We're going to continue to get better. Um, so, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, see you all in February. See you in February. Spurt.